It's another episode of the Christian Reef podcast. But are you subscribed? If not, make sure to like, share and subscribe. Spread the word about the Christian Reef podcast and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Christian Reef podcast. Today's guest is the founder of Arev Media. His name is Arman Arnanian. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you. Oh, sorry, I, uh, I didn't quite catch that. <laughs> thank, thank you for having me. No worries. Did I get your name right? I hope I got your name right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it right. Woo! All right, first time. <laughs> um, yeah, let's just jump straight into this. Um, so what exactly uh, is your company about? What do you guys do? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to treat, achieve with RF Media? Absolutely. We help clients uh, grow their business with online advertising. At okay. the end of the day, that's what we do. And uh, we specialize in, you know, Facebook, Instagram ads mainly. And uh, yeah, that's what we do, help the businesses grow. Okay. Okay. And um, so according to my research, you aim to educate your clients, like as you said, on the benefits of online advertising. But what exactly can you teach us about it? Like what are the benefits exactly? Absolutely. So I just want to start with a preface, which means like, which is um, it used to be so expensive to advertise your business. Not everyone could do it. Like we, let's go back 50 years. It was, you got to pay for a billboard. You got to pay for a TV ad, you know, no one could, you know, spend five or 10 or a hundred dollars and, and, you know, reach so many people. And uh, I think that's why now is the best time. And, uh, you know, trying to, you know, a lot of people just still to this day, they're doing well, but they're working on referrals, you know, or all those type of stuff. And, you know, online advertising is a way for you to, as long as you do it profitably and you do it the right way to grow faster and, and, you know, accomplish your business goals sooner. And which channels do you think are sort of the best ones to use these days? Cause obviously it varies according to industry and, and company and such, but like, which ones do you tend to find the most effective? Absolutely. You know, we've, uh, all of our customers are mainly on, on Facebook, the Facebook platform. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, like this bill billions and billions of users, um, using, using Facebook, uh, and, and all its ecosystems, you know, like WhatsApp and, and Instagram and messenger and everything. So, you know, that's what we use for clients. We also, you know, uh, help, uh, with Google ads, you know, but it's not our main thing. So, you know, like we have, uh, if I tell you, like we have very different clients on our agency and our, they're all, all, they're all on Facebook, you know, so they're all using Facebook to grow their business. It's interesting because while it is kind of available um, for everyone and it's, it's pretty easy and it's obviously free to use and stuff, I do find that Facebook advertising is kind of, I mean, I don't know, in my experience is it's not always very effective. Um, can you talk to us a little bit more about the effectiveness rate of Facebook? Like what, what kind of things it can achieve for you or I don't know, like maybe in terms of numbers, like what are some of the kind of success cases you've had with Facebook advertising? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, going with, you know, just you, you, at the end of the day, it has to be profitable with you. So that's like your not first question. Uh, you know, we got to structure it. So, so, you know, so, 
it's uh, it's it's profitable for you some uh, for some reason. A lot of times, we as humans would like to make stuff complicated, you know. And you know, we oh, we, I gotta build this funnel and then this email sequence and then this thing and then this other thing. And now my funnel is not working or whatever. And you know, if you look at the biggest companies, uh, a lot of times they don't have a very complicated funnel, a very complicated process. It's a very simple thing. Maybe they, you know, one of our biggest clients, they, we just get leads for them and they call the leads, you know, that's it. No funnel, no, no, nothing involved. So a lot of times it's, you know, you got to really take a look at your, it's not the ads, but it's the offer. So look at the offer and see how you can make it better, how you can make it more enticing. You know, maybe it's a total new view into, you know, your offer, your service. Uh, by the way, Christian, we can, we can dig into it. Like if you want to, bring and we can do like a live uh, consulting session if you want to bring like your business or something we can talk specifically whatever you want and then uh, your second question was uh case studies right so case studies uh we have uh, many of them um you know basically one of the ones that comes on the top of my head is spending around eight thousand a month and then having you know close to 55 to 60K in sales. And then, you know, that is, uh, that, you know, in terms of margins, it was like, you know, after everything counted, like everything was like uh, 20 to 30% margin or stuff like that. Uh, that was one case study, you know, another uh, client, we, we just did a big promotional campaign, which all our channels were also included, but after three months, we helped generate 1.9 million in sales uh, for them. So different, you know, there are different, different types of clients. You know, we have consulting clients uh, we, where we help, you know, them get coaching clients, right? And, and you know, we help them get to, um, I think it was like 7,000 a month in, in, in coaching fees, you know? So uh, diff different, different stuff like that, you know, those are some of the results. So for those who might not be so familiar with Facebook advertising, um, Talk to us a little bit about like your typical goals that are set for a standard campaign and, and um, what people would use to measure the success rates of uh, advertising campaigns on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, going back, going back to the basics, um, if you can put $1 in and get $2 out, you know, that's, that's the ideal. And how can we make it happen for you? Like we can bring in a specific example but like, yeah, like if you want to bring an example, Christian, we can go and do it. Um, but you need to take a look at, you know, where is the problem at? Or, you know, like if something is not happening, you got to see where is the problem at, like a car mechanic. Uh, is it the ads? Is it the targeting? Is it the copy? Or that's, that's all the ads thing. Or is it the landing page, the funnel, the offer? Something is not clicking there. You know, so you got to make sure that everything is is um, everything is um, in line and, and working together. And, you know, a lot of times one one cool tip that I can offer to people is go look at, you know, what is your biggest competitor doing? You know, maybe they're spending 100,000 a month, you know, 10,000 a month on ads. Take a look at what they're doing. And that way you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can yeah, basically model their offer, make it better, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, go with something that, you know, 
they've already spent a lot of money figuring out, you know. Um, talk to us a little bit more about your, your company, RF Media. Like, what kind of services do you guys provide? And, you know, obviously in connection with online advertising, uh, what are some of the ways that you've kind of helped people to improve their businesses through online advertising? Yeah, um, so, so we mainly manage the ads for people. Okay, so, you know, if someone, you know, it happens a lot of times that, you know, the business owner, the CEO, you know, gets, gets with the ads to a certain point. Maybe they get two or 3,000 a month, you know, they're 4,000 a month, but they get busy and, you know, uh, it's not like they're fully all day looking at the dashboard, looking at improvements, looking at new policies, looking at, you know, new updates, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that is, you can really see when that happens because of course they're getting results, but so if someone is like all day only doing this, you know, they're going to get better results with the same amount of money. So at some point it starts to make more sense to, you know, to hire an agency and, uh, you know, go from there. So uh, that's, uh, that's where we come in and we help them, you know, take over that role. They, you know, they can, we're still, we're still in weekly communication with clients, but we take over that role. They don't have to uh, think about it that much. And, you know, we, 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 we deliver leads, we deliver clients, et cetera, et cetera working with their, you know, uh, working is very important that we, you know, we are doing the advertising part. We're not doing like the funnel part, et cetera, et cetera. We work with partners, but that is something that um, we work with a client on, you know, uh, we're not only, Hey, without advertising, screw you. If you don't have a good funnel, screw you. No, we work with you to find, you know, find the right person to help you out with it. Or if you have a person to, you know, get in on the right direction. Thanks. Uh, thank you for that. Um, with regards to online advertising, um, in comparison with more traditional methods of advertising, I've realized as I've written this question as well, it's kind of funny because it doesn't really, um, well, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be pretty obvious your, your opinion on this, but I'll ask you all the same. Like, how do you think those two mediums compare? Do you think there's still kind of a case for using, um more traditional methods of advertising or do you think that online advertising is kind of just that's that's the way and that's what all people should do um you know i think of like uh, of course the guy that sells billboards is going to tell you to use billboards the guy that sells online ads is going to tell you to do online ads uh but really really you know you you see the reach for a hundred dollars that you spend you can see the reach okay know, the yeah. thousands of people and you can directly measure, okay, you know, I got three clicks or I got 10 clicks, I got 10 leads, you know, a lot of times that there is a disconnect with, uh, you know, uh, like a print medium or, or, or a billboard, et cetera, et cetera. I was uh, on a flight to Armenia and uh, we were watching the airlines magazine and there were ads. Of course, these people paid a lot for, for those ads and a lot of the ads didn't have any tracking. Uh, you know, there was no QR code, there was no website to go, it was just an ad. And that's okay for branding, but a lot of these brands are kind of new. So it's okay that you're branding, you're, you, you just got started. It's okay that you're branding, but what you want is sales because you just got started. So, have, you know, having some tracking included is why is the, the online is better, you know. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, once you reach a certain point 
does it doesn't hurt to have all the billboards in the city you know it doesn't hurt to you know have a tv commercial you know so and a lot of times you know i heard this from jay abraham they are partnering up you can partner up with radio stations and tv stations and revenue share you know so you can be also creative you know uh, you know like abandoning traditional methods is still also a mistake there is always creative ways you know yeah thank you for that i think that's a great kind of point like it, it does obviously depend on on the medium you're selling but at the same point yeah i mean i think that it's true it's very difficult necessarily to quantify those those older styles of, of advertising into numbers you know like how can you really tell how many people are actually paying attention to your billboard yeah you can say oh well you know on average a hundred thousand cars pass this particular motorway every day but it's like you don't know for certain you just don't know but yeah uh, thank you for that um so what tips could you give to beginners who are just kind of getting started in the on online advertising space <clears throat> Absolutely. So first, I just want to reiterate that point because I didn't do it at the beginning. And I, if I did it, I would save money. So you got to see what other successful people are doing and try to model, uh, period. Like that's, a, you know, that's a great start. It's building the wrong strategy. And um, apart And I would, I would tell them to, you know, just stick to a method, learn it, you know, and, you know, like, uh, like basically learn a method, the method and keep improving that method. There's a lot of times conflicting information that I see, you know, oh no, but like you, like if you went on YouTube and started listening to everyone, you you know, there won't, won't be a consistent strategy that you could deploy that would be successful because there's so much different things that you're listening to. So just stick to one strategy. You know, there's a lot of Facebook ad strategies. Just stick to one, you know, learn one uh, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, just spend money and, 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 and get better at it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you for sharing. Um, so tell us more about your B2B um, workshops that you do and um, what people can expect to get from them. Yeah, I mean, the, the B2B workshops, I think, uh, I don't know, I don't know where you found that. Uh, that is something that might come in the future. That's not, that's not something we're offering right at this moment. But uh, what, uh, what, uh, Okay, now I know, and I already know what you mean. So it's it's basically a a part of we're part of a network in where you know like we have different B two B businesses and and we show B two B businesses in one industry how to get more leads through online advertising. So uh, definitely feel free to you know reach out if you're interested. Uh, but uh, that's basically it. You know like. How can we, you know, the workshop is all about how can you apply B2B strategies in Facebook ads and how can you, you know, how can you get clients through that? You know, a lot of people, um, a lot of people, you know, pay for leads that, you know, maybe a service get them leads, but the, like InfoUSA gets you lead information 
that lead information, he that that platform has given it to five or ten different other people, and you know it's not really your lead. You know maybe you can work with it, but with Facebook ads or you know whatever type of ads, it's your lead. You just got it for yourself, and you know that's more valuable and and probably uh, has a higher conversion rate. Um, given that online advertising has become very annoying to the extent that you know things such as ad bloggers, ad blockers now exist on, on um, you know, browsers and such. How do you sort of navigate this and still reach customers uh, in a meaningful way and actually make conversions? Because, you know, I mean, I find them all the time, uh, particularly on YouTube, now on TikTok as well. Um, they're just everywhere. You can't avoid them. And I'll be honest, a lot of the time when I see adverts, particularly when I'm trying to watch a YouTube video, it makes me hate that product and that brand because they're getting in the way of the thing that I want to enjoy. So like, given that you're, you're selling online advertising and you're responsible for this, <laughs> how do you, how do you navigate that? How do you still yeah. get through to those people? <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, let me tell you first that I'm the same. Like I, I have my Instagram algorithm trained. So like, I did, like, I'm not kidding you. Daily, there is this feature in, in Instagram where you scroll and it shows you an ad. You can click on the three dots and say, this is not relevant. This is inappropriate, blah, blah, blah. So every day, myself, I do that like three times, between three to five times. Uh, this is irrelevant. This is inappropriate. This is whatever. Because this, like, first of all, I'm helping the algorithm target stuff that I want to buy or I'm interested like I'm telling them it to weed out everything else. Um, and I'm particularly proud of it because like lately I've been buying more stuff uh, that I really want or I'm interested in. Like what happened, the problem is YouTube, for example, uh, it's totally irrelevant. Like, and mm. I also experienced that and you can also still provide feedback to YouTube saying this ad sucks. But you know, um, the way like the way I've seen it work, like as a I'm now talking customer, the ads I've seen work are the, you know, the non-intrusive ads. So one of the very interesting ads that I was watching was um, a woman, kind, you know, a woman peacefully talking in the ad. It's very rare on YouTube for you to see an ad of a woman, you know, peacefully talking and just explaining something and inviting people to a workshop. It's all always about, Hey, if you give me, you know, 10 seconds, I'm going to show you this amazing thing. And they're shouting at your face. So that, that contrast made me go to their side and register, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, uh, you know, on the advertisers end, you know, you got to be different. You got to, you know, break through the noise and, and, um, and, you know, on the, you know, and on the consumers end, you know, if you keep seeing the ad, it's probably working, you know, sadly, uh, you know, you keep seeing the ad and, you know, these people keep doing it like month after month after month, it's probably working. It's still annoying for you, but maybe you're not their target market. Mm. You know, maybe, maybe because it's annoying to you, you're not tar their target market, but the people who actually, you know, believe in it and, you know, they're excited, you know, are, you know, buying. So I think those are all my thoughts there. <laughs> uh, thanks for sharing. I appreciate it. What do you um, think? I want to ask you. So what do you think uh, advertisers can do uh, to make a better experience, make, make, you know, break through the noise? What do you think? Hmm. 
I, I would do away with, with the whole placing or no, actually I would make ads a lot shorter, much shorter. Like for instance, on YouTube, sometimes, and even with an ad blocker, you, you can't avoid this. So you get like two, three minute adverts and it's like, okay, look, I can handle 15 seconds. 20 seconds. I might even be intrigued. There's been times, it doesn't happen often, but there's been times when I've been intrigued a little bit and I decide to, you know, continue on. Cause you know, sometimes you get the option of like, Oh, you can skip after 15, excuse me, mm -hmm. seconds, but it's like a two minute uh, advert. There should be more options there. There should be like, uh, always the option to skip early on so that you, you give people the power. People want power. People want control. They don't want to be forced stuff because the more you do that the more okay. people are inclined to just not use your website or your or your service i mean it's different with youtube everyone's still going to use youtube but it just i don't know it like for me personally it makes me angry when i'm forced to to just you, you know like sit and, and look at this no, me too. and, then, and that's the thing that i find I myself sitting there and just kind of mocking it then i'm like okay i'm gonna sit here and watch this advert and like oh look at this this trash that they're trying to make that, me that's such a great point i think that's why <laughs> In a weird way, I think that's why Facebook and Instagram is a bit better. TikTok also. You're not forced to freaking see the ad. You just can't scroll past it. So that is so huge. Like if we just take a second to like acknowledge that what you said, like me having to spend 15 seconds waiting to just hear dumb stuff that I want to, I don't want to hear about uh, that at some point has to disappear because something, someone is going to come up with something that's going to disrupt that for sure. Because it's already working on Instagram. Like mm. we, you know, we, we're not being interrupted and we get to choose, you know, we click on stuff that we want to see, you know, and that's it. We're not, you know, we're not taking, they're not taking 15 seconds of our lives to show us something that we don't want, you know? So um, that's uh -huh. it. I think, I think that that is, uh, ready for disruption, I, I guess, in that YouTube sense, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I, I think, yeah, you make a sound point. I think TikTok and Instagram do it very well. I mean, obviously the mediums demand it just because it's short form content. I mean, I, with, with TikTok, it's short clips anyway. So it wouldn't make sense to have longer adverts. That would just annoy everyone to, to the nth degree. Uh, but even so, I mean, the, the adverts aren't always necessarily a minute long. Uh, sometimes they're a lot, uh, a lot shorter. But yeah, like you said, you can you can always skip them, which I think is great. Always give the people the power. I mean, I find myself sometimes still watching the adverts anyway, just because I don't know, it's interesting in some way, or sometimes it's just a good video. If you get content creators, like there's, there's a lot of companies now working with content creators, which I think is a fantastic idea. Yeah. Like, cause you don't yeah. always necessarily realize straight away that it's, it's even an ad because uh, it's Correct. still content. And it's clever. And sometimes it makes you kind of chuckle and you're like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. But, you know, maybe I will check out that thing because I like this creator and I like this, the way they've done this. Mm -hmm. And Instagram, I think, is excellent, but in a different way, because obviously it's mostly uh, still picture content. And I can't count the amount of times that I've been scrolling. I see an ad or, uh, for a page that I w really like, um, you know, or maybe it's a shop item or something like that. And obviously it's still optional because you can just scroll past it and you can do the thing that you were talking about where you say, Oh, I don't, I don't want to see this. But a lot of the time you just scroll past it anyway, because you can't be bothered. 
And I just think that that optional nature in, in online advertising is always key. You know, I mean, don't force people, just give people the option and they, they'll probably be more receptive to your brand, to be honest. Correct. Correct. 100%. Um, so this is quite interesting. You've worked for Frank Kern and Grant Cardone. So talk to us a little bit about what it's like working for them and what you learned from that experience. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it was an amazing experience. You know, I used to just, you know, be a, you know, um, be a business owner, a small business owner, just, you know, helping clients with websites and marketing and stuff like that. And then uh, uh, all of a sudden, you know, uh, thanks to Hernan Vasquez, who, you know, he uh, was a, he was and still is a genius marketer. Uh, he, you know, he just um, posted a, a story and uh, I was like, okay, this is, Sounds interesting. Uh, he didn't say nothing about, you know, Frank Kern, Grant Cardone, but he just said, you know, someone, if you know about Facebook ads or know your work, you know, like just apply. So I did that. And, um, you know, what well, turns out for, it was for these great people. And, you know, like it's, um, you know, here, you know, you, we're in Europe, Christian, Christian, you and I, we are in, in uh, Europe and the, I'm going to say something like, it's not like your average answer, but in Europe, we are less energetic for some reason. And, and when you, and when you go to, and, and I like the face you're making, when we go to, when you, when we go to the U S like I went to Florida, Miami, and I see that, you know, and I see that, you know, 9am, the energy, everyone is, you know, clapping and, you know, we, you know, we're going to, you know, what day is today? This is Monday, you know. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. back up a second, back up a second. You're not talking about that really just annoying thing where it's like everyone's in the office at 9 a.m. like, come on, guys, let's have a great day. Let's let's own no, this no, no. day and like kill sales and everything. That's not what you mean. No, right? no, no. So it starts this way, but it's kind of like that. Uh, it starts with all the previously day or all the day, like all the winnings from previous days. So Hey, we got this amount in sales. We got this amount of email subscribers. Then it went on and, and we talked about, uh, you know, we talked about one quote from one book and everyone was reflecting and et cetera, et cetera, you know? And uh, I, like, I, I don't know if that's it, but, but you know, that, that, that was amazing. That energy, I don't see it anywhere in Spain. Like, so I was like with the eyes so open, like that, that was amazing. That energy, that hustle, that ambition, uh, I think that was the biggest thing that, you know, that I, uh, one of the biggest things that I saw, I experienced and I, I learned from, you know, just keep surrounding yourself with those people. If you keep surrounding yourself with those people, uh, you know, you're going to go far. That's number one. Number two was in terms of like specifically advertising and stuff like that. You know, I just saw the power of the personal brand for both Frank and, and Frank Kern and, Brent, and Grant Cardone. You know, these people pretty much build uh, million, like $10 million business, like Frank is at least $10 million, uh, you know, probably way more grand is also a lot. Uh, and you know, they build all based on a personal brand. Like think of how, you know, off the internet again, off the internet, like, it's not like TV ads. Oh, I have this million dollars and I want, I'm going to put it here and I'm going to become a TV star, whatever. No, no, no. Out of the internet, out of nothing, they just build from their personal brand, this huge, you know, this huge company. So if they can do it, we can do it. Like, especially us that we're younger, we should do it faster. Technically, 
although there is a lot of distractions on our time, so that could hinder us. But we technically could do that faster if we, you know, if we apply ourselves. So, you know, those were the two biggest things that I, you know, took from it. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, yeah, just switching it up. So what are the best and worst things about Madrid, Spain? <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I lived uh, most of my life in, in, in Madrid and now I'm, I'm in the outside of Barcelona ah. living. Um, but about Madrid, you know, best and worst things. Um, I just love a lot of things. So I'm going to be very, very biased and not say bad things. I, I don't like, I don't think about bad things. You know, I think, you know, I think the people are very cool, very, very inviting. I think that there is so much history in Madrid, so much history. Um, and then, you know, it's pretty multicultural. You know, I like that a lot also. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go from the center, you don't see, you know, you don't see, you know, well, now in COVID, you probably will see more Spanish people. But if not, you would see like people from all places, uh, you know, in there, you know, and I think, I think, uh, I think again, history, people, uh, culture, the, and the food, like I'm a, a big food, uh, big food fan, uh, food, like I, like my top foods are all, uh, you know, either based in Madrid or Spain, basically. Yeah. Were you, were you born, you born in Spain as well or born elsewhere? No, I, I was born in Armenia. Oh, cool. cool. When did you move over to Spain? Uh, three years old. I'm actually now back in Armenia. Ah, right, right. What's it like being being back there? I presume you've you've sort of traveled back and forth a lot over the years, but... No, 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 no. This you is don't? the first time in 20 years uh, I've come. Oh, wow. Because my, my grandpa was sick. I oh, just sorry. wanted to visit him. And, uh, but uh, no, it's, it's amazing. I'm staying a bit longer and, mm-hmm. you know... Of course, it's your homeland. You know, when when you're in your homeland, you feel better. Uh, you know, I've been accustomed to be an immigrant. It's pretty fine. You know, I also feel like a Spanish citizen uh, very well. But then, your homeland is a bit different, and you know, the everything is very cool here. So, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, I lived in uh, this country in Europe called Estonia for three years, and. Um, it did at, at points it did feel like home you know you adjust as you say to the life and stuff but you always are very cognizant of the fact that like you're an immigrant that you, it's not like you're i mean you, well with that i think you're more reminded like people will remind you or things will remind you but generally you're like well this is my home and blah 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 right you don't you don't tend to think about it consciously but i know what you mean like i feel that there's a spiritual thing about being in your homeland, which you can only really understand right. and appreciate if you're talking to someone else who who's experienced the same thing. Like I didn't get it until I'd lived away from my land. And then I came back and because I never thought I'd get homesick. I never thought I'd miss the UK, but then I did. And I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Now I wow. kind of, yeah, now, <laughs> and I feel like there is, there is something to be said for that, but it's different for everyone. Some people, you know, they'll move away from their homeland and never look back. And I find that really, really, yeah, really and good. that's it. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit more about, Armenia. yeah, I think it depends on the person, 
but it's very interesting. No, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell, tell us a bit more about Armenia, because I think you might actually be the first Armenian that I've ever met. I'd love to learn, know more about your country. <laughs> of course. So, um, you know, it's, you know, one of the oldest countries in the world of, uh, you know, this is, this is uh, Europe, Europe the capital has been inhabited continuously for 2,700 years. So imagine the same city, people living for 2,700 years, you know, uh, you know, kingdoms and kingdoms have passed, you know, um, you know, the Romans, the huge, mighty Roman empire, you know, Armenians lived with them before them, after them, somehow they've survived, you know, Rome, Rome per se doesn't exist anymore. A lot of the kingdoms and, and big empires don't exist somehow Armenia survived yeah you know just yeah the history is amazing the people the food uh like i encourage i really encourage people to just come uh mainly because it's uh cheap and i'm not proud of it being cheap it's cheap you guys can come if you live in europe or the us etc etc you know you're gonna have a blast with uh, with not much money and uh, you're gonna eat well and you're you're gonna do a bunch of cool things so definitely good place to be what, what are some things maybe about armenia that that might surprise people that, that that aren't really familiar with the country anything that particularly that sticks out in as far as your culture and and stuff like that or uh i think i would say the best way would be to just you know it's just the you know it's just uh i met someone yesterday who was from france uh and he's French, he doesn't have anything to do with Armenia. He just come here and he came here once because of studies and he stay, he's staying, he keeps on staying. It's just something in here that makes people stay. Uh, I don't know what it is, it's, uh, it's, I guess it's magical, but the best <laughs> answer would be, Christian, to like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm doing some vlogs, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, the best answer would be for them to take it, take a look. I'm like. Mm. You know, I'm not, and the cool thing about it is I'm not, you know, you know, like a typical, hey, go to London and visit yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I don't care about that. I'm always like, I'm recording places that are very little known. So there is one place in Armenia. I'm going to say, I think that's, that's, that's one of the coolest places. There's one place in Armenia. It's on the mountains where you leave the car on a slope, on a slope like this, and the car moves up. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, so so you leave the car. I have a video. I have a video of it, so nobody can contest it. The driver gets out of the car and the car goes up. It doesn't go like this fast, but it goes up. There is some magnetic presence there, like this actually scientific stuff. But, you know, there's so many magical places like that in Armenia. Uh, and uh, definitely check out, you know, the future YouTube stuff and and come over. <laughs> I really want to go now. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks for telling us about that. Um, yeah, outside of, uh, outside of your work, what are your kind of major passions and interests in life? I think, you know, um, major, page, major passions. I, that's a great question. Major pa passions. So, you know, 
That's a great question. I haven't thought of it much, but let me tell you what I'm doing. You know, a lot of times um, when something bad ha happens is when you something in, in you gets born, something new. Uh, for me, you know, Armenia was in a war uh, like mm, eight months ago, something like that. Oh, wow. And, you know, really got me to, you know, really got me to care and stuff like that. And that, yeah, I think, I think one of my passions for the rest of my life, is going to be bringing more attention to Armenia, um, bringing more investment, more attention, more investment and everything. Cause you know, uh, we are very, uh, we're very, we can very easily disappear. Like as a country, we are between two Turkish countries whose goal is to combine together. Uh, Turkey and Azerbaijan and it was very easy you know we there's like three million people and there's a uh, hundred million here and I think 30 million here so it's very easy for them to do this so you know it's uh, I think it's one of my passions just, just to make sure we preserve a unique culture hmm. and and that's it I think that's that's definitely one of my passions another passion less less passionate about this but I'm still you know I'm still young uh I used to play a lot of retro games, so I'm still, I don't have much time right now, but, uh, you know, maybe six months ago, I would play, you know, like Game Boy retro stuff or stuff like that, because I really love it. So that's a second passion. Yeah. What are your favorite retro games to play? I think it's, um, I think my favorite is Pokemon Silver. Oh, I love specific. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're you, so good. You, they're so good. Have you have you played it? Yeah. What's your favorite retro? Um. <laughs> hmm. See, I'm kind of caught between those two generations because I love the Pokemon Silver Crystal. I'd, I'd say they're my favorite storyline-wise. And like, you get a lot of bang for your buck because you get to explore both Johto and Kanto, which I always just blew my mind that you could do that. Even to this day, I still think that's amazing. But then <laughs> yeah. with the next generation, obviously the graphics were so much better and the playability and all the things they added. This is Ruby and Sapphire I'm not talking about. Um and then, of course, yeah. they, they did the, the revamps of, um, you know, Fire Red, Leaf Green, all those of the original games and added a bit yeah, of extra yeah, yeah. content. So I really dug that. that, And then after that, I kind of fell out of, you know, because Pokemon just kind of got more and more and more and more complex. Uh, but those first yeah, kind of right. four generations, I would say, are, are excellent just just for the simplicity of it all and the replayability. Even to this day, I find myself still playing. And, yeah, it's very addictive. Great stuff. Yeah, like just uh, think about the complexity. You know, think about like like if you play through the, everything, you understand the whole complexity. You you reach the game credits maybe after after doing the um, I don't know how it's said in English. Like the league, what is the, the league? Um, po Pokemon league. league of Pokemon four. League or the Elite Four? Yeah, they have yeah. different names for it, don't they? Yeah, when you when you win the Elite Four, there you go. When you win the Elite Four. Uh, you know, you, you get the credits and after that, uh, you, you know, um, you see all the hours and hours and hours and hours and, you know, everything put it there. It's, it's like a, it's like a, you know, nostalgia box almost like, I don't know. It's just amazing.
Awesome, man. That makes me want to go back and play it now. <laughs> I think I might. <laughs> me too. <laughs> okay, I love asking my guests. Okay, this. guys. So after this, uh, we're doing a Twitch session. Please join us. Uh, we're going to play Pokemon Silver <laughs> and then uh, all their games. There, there, there was actually a point for a while where I, uh, I, I was streaming exclusively retro games for a while uh it was a lot of fun it was it was um well one one of these days we gotta set it up we'll, we'll do like a random uh, session and uh we'll maybe do it in, in one year after but uh, we can definitely do it i'm up for it why not why not <laughs> i love asking my guests this question and um i'd love to get your thoughts what is the biggest life lesson that you've learned so far hmm What's the biggest life lesson I've learned so far? Um, I just, I, I'm thinking of many. I'm thinking of many, but um, I'm, I'm thinking of many. I think, I think that probably like not dwelling on what other people, when you have an idea, when you want to be someone, do something, and you get criticism and pushback, and you cannot do this, how are you doing? Like, how do you, like, who are you to, you know, who are you to, to accomplish that? Um, they don't, number one, they don't see what you see. And uh, number two, they're projecting their, you know, their, their fears into you. And what I've seen so far in life is that like you, like as long as you, you know, like as long as you make it happen, like, no, like nobody can tell you, basically, nobody can tell you, you're going to make like, if like people like will maybe even love you and want the best and try to protect you. But as long as you, you know, as long as you have a vision, you execute, forget about everything else, you know, like really forget about everything else. Um, don't, don't spend time like trying to prove, like trying to convince people, trying to whatever, just, you know, get, get to work, prove them wrong as fast as possible. Like there's so much energy that you need to spend convincing people and and look at me who I am, you know, what that doesn't matter. All that doesn't matter. Just focus on getting to your goal as soon as possible to prove them wrong and then and to shove it in their faces. That's it. Thanks for sharing. Uh, as we draw things to a close for today, do you have any upcoming projects or maybe some final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, there is, um, I've seen, I think this is a great lesson for everyone. So I'm applying one of the lessons I, I, I mentioned, you know, where, when was, what was the, when you asked, what was the things that you learned, you know, working for Grant Cardone and Frank Kern? Well, the one biggest, one of the biggest was personal brand, you know, having a personal brand. Christian is doing it now with a podcast. Um, I'm doing it through, you know, also a, you know, different mediums, et cetera, et cetera. But the ultimate answer to a lot of things like imagine how much easier like i'm just gonna tell people imagine how much easier it would be to get on a podcast with joe rogan uh if you had a lot of influence 
imagine how much easier it would be to solve all the problems. Like, let's say you're passionate about environment. You're passionate about someone in your family. You know, imagine how much easier it would be if you had influence, if you had, you know, a big following. So if you accomplish that, it's kind of like a life hack, I think. If you accomplish that uh, for the right purposes, not, hey, I just want to be famous, period. You know, like if you focus on something, providing value, et cetera, et cetera, I think that it's, it's, it's a way for you to get f- further, faster to wherever you want to go. doesn't matter. You want to be the best artist in the world. You want to be the best coder in the world. Having a personal brand is going to help you get and, and grow faster. What you guys can expect from me is, you know, more content, more cool stuff. Uh, I'll be opening a, uh, a new uh, program, which is basically, you know, the more people subscribe, the more prizes I get, you know, people get basically. So, you, you know, you subscribe to, we could do this. We can set the same up for you, Christian. But like, if you, you know, if you um, refer my newsletter to, you know, to 10 people, you get a prize. To 100 people, you get a bigger prize, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, so feel free to sign up. We'll put the link somewhere and that's it. Thank you very much for sharing. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for, for being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Super pleasure. I have a lot of fun. Uh, to everyone listening to the Christian Reef podcast, as always, if you're listening on YouTube, make sure to like, share and subscribe. Drop a comment. Let us know your thoughts on this one. Let us know who you would like to see on the show next and what you would like to hear on the show next. Uh, same if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. We want to know. And uh, as always, be safe, be well, and I'll see you in the next one.